Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belbit DeVoe. You're truly Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This is Invo. This is India Ari. So much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you making? This is Cafe Mocha. Comedian Kim Whitley's our guest this weekend. It's been a decade since a newborn boy was dropped in her lap. She talks about the blessing, drastic life changes, and their struggle to get through the pandemic. Plus, she's got a holiday special on own. Cafe Mocha begins now. It's Cafe Mocha. Angelique, Lottie, Lottie, yo-yo. <laughs> and Lonnie, Lonnie wants to talk about music. She says she wants to talk about an album. I'm like, what's an album? Like, what? they still make those? <laughs> yes, they still make it. Now, it's like now they are actually charging y'all extra. See, right. I saved all my albums, my mama albums and stuff like that. And I even have an album player. That's what mm. we used to call uh, it. Album mm-hmm. player. Yes, an album Re- player. Record, record player? An <laughs> uh, album recorder. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was looking at these, you know, back in the day, you had Lionel Richie, you mm. had Michael Jackson, you had Teddy Pendergrass, mm-hmm. and you had Luther Vandross, right? Mm-hmm. And they all... Every, each one of them had the album and the, the thing about the album cover is that they would lean they would do the lean <laughs> like all the way lean that's when you knew the album was gonna be fire fire <laughs> oh yes i'm thinking about i'm thinking about the lionel richie album because every christmas Lionel yeah. had a new album and every Christmas Ma got a new Lionel Richie album. And I remember <laughs> the one with Hello. I think he's sitting in the chair and he's leaning yes. to the side. It's like, yes. yes. Michael Jackson had the lean. Rick James had the lean back. He was leaning on something, but he still was leaning. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Luther Vandross, he got skinny. This one, he got skinny and he started um, leaning. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> It's something about that leaning all on the floor. It's like, well, of course. I mean, out of all these albums, I would say Thriller was the best album. Out of yeah. Lionel Richie's, out of Teddy's. Teddy's was good, too. You know, it depends. It depends. But Michael, all-time lean and great album. Yeah, yeah. That, that lean was vicious. That hair was cold. Boy, I had a cold Jerry Curl. I used to... You remember they used to have them combs you can stick up the side and push it down and it stick in your hair. I had a yeah. whole Michael Jackson pinup. Ooh, <laughs> I had the Michael Jackson jacket, that red one. You couldn't tell me nothing. Ooh, I'm a hee hee. I was. I, you, I, I love me some Michael. I know that Thriller was the album, but honestly, yeah. my favorite is Off the Wall. That Ooh. that first one, it seemed mm. like every single song on that album was good. And I know he wasn't leaning on the album mm. cover, but I loved it. I, you know, I remember um, anybody remember Camelot Music and Peaches Record Store? Remember? Ooh, you guys yeah. remember those? Yeah. <laughs> I remember walking into the mall one day and they had this huge display. This guy who was like sprawled out through all 
at the top of the record store. And I looked up and I was like, black and white. Who's that? Uh, and I the record store, man, I was like, yo, who's that? I never heard of this black and white thing. And they were like, that's Michael Jackson. I'm like, you got me. <laughs> I mean, it's when he first came out with the super light skin and wow. he didn't like himself and he had had all the plastic surgery and whatever. And I was just like, wow, mm. man. I mean, mm, messed up. Michael, he he changed before our eyes. And I think that's why you probably like the off the, the uh, wall album, because that was right before he started making those. I mean, it's like Michael had the Afro then. He had his regular nose. Mm-hmm. He had that pretty brown golden skin. Mm-hmm. You know, and then he was but, that little boy that we fell in love with who we used to play his 45s when we were mm-hmm. kids. He was that. Yeah guy all grown up and i thought he was just so cute yeah. i know yeah I know. But he, and, and what about prince did prince have a lean no prince never had a lean prince, prince didn't ain't have no clothes his first album he didn't have a shirt on then then he was on a horse naked that very first because see everybody remembers the prince the the raspberry beret prince yeah I'm talking about, you know, the prince for, where he was wearing panties. For mm. yeah, for you, Prince, where he's yeah. naked. Where I don't remember. I don't remember what the, the For You album cover was. I just remember the next one. Uh-huh. Uh, I want to be your lover, him naked. Oh, that's when he's bringing out those blue. girls. Like, that's right. Yeah. Pleased to meet you. Do you want to know my name? Oh, yeah. Don't that was Vanity. Yeah, yeah we first- all wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah, the first Prince, the first Prince uh, cover was just black and white. It was self-titled. No, his very first one when he was 16 was titled Prince. Oh, very first one. Then you. Well, he wasn't naked on that one. He he had a he had his chest. He just had his chest <laughs> showing. He had his bare little chest. Little baby showing. hair, little baby hair. Yeah, and he had that um fair faucet hair. <sighs> I remember that he had that. And mm-hmm. then came the black and white for you. And that was um, mm-hmm. Uptown and all those. That, okay. Those are the Prince ones that, that people, you know, they don't remember. They tend to forget. Um, that was Dirty Mind. That was mm. that. And then mm. it was another. And then he came, came with Prince and the Revolution. And that's when he was on a motorcycle. But before that was Controversy. And he had mm-hmm. on all his clothes and he had his hair quaffed. Controversy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got those albums. The, mm-hmm. Those albums are in the garage somewhere. Oh, goodness. In oh, yeah. a box. I, I mean, I'm with you, Lonnie. I, you know, between my records yeah. and my mom's records uh-huh. and what's left of my dad's records. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. You know, one day you got some be- money. You got some money in the garage. My mother has money. Yeah, there's money in the garage, money. honey. They're probably <laughs> all warped. You know, Prince is the only man that could wear heels and wear his hair long and still get women. You know, oh, he, my wear, goodness. he have on panties. We's like, okay, we still love Prince. <laughs> Girl, we all want we all wanted to ride on the back of that motorcycle. <laughs> oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. I was bigger than Prince at, at 18. I could I still wanted to ride. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, isn't it nice going down memory lane with the, it, it, with the music? 
It really is. And seeing these artists, you know, just recreate themselves and still perform in these arenas, you know, after all of these years, Boris Day and the Time are back on tour. And I'm just happy to see our legendary artists still out there kicking and being great and still leading. Cafe Mocha, Angelique, Lonnie Love and Yo-Yo on the line. She is... <laughs> A comedian, an actress, a voiceover extraordinaire. She won one of our Salute Them Awards. Miss Kim Whitley, welcome back to Cafe Mocha. Oh, thank you, Angelique. You're right. I did win one of those awards. Thank you. What's up, yo-yo? What's going on? Lonnie. How are you? Hey. <laughs> How you been since the pandemic, Kim? You know, um, this going to sound bad, but kind of. I kind of wish it would we go back in the house. It was pretty good for me. <laughs> it was pretty good for you? You know, it lo- it made me do things and work on things and be with my son. It just it just made me do that kind of stuff. And when the world opens up, I open up. I'm out. And I was able to focus <laughs> on my health and my child. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like being on punishment. Well, what we're excited about, Kim, is that you have on November 23rd at 8 p.m. on OWN, Raising Whitley, ho, 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 home for the holidays. Uh, Tell us about it. The home for the holidays is um, going to be a uh, cooking show, a cooking Mm -hmm. uh, competition um, where um, people who just regular cooks who are not Big time chef will be competing uh, against each other for five thousand dollars, and um, it's a great show because it's not like professional chefs, so everything goes wrong, and it's a, just a lot of fun. <laughs> now, are you a chef yourself? Oh no, I went on uh, Worst Cook of America and <laughs> almost won because I was so bad. Let's start there. <laughs> but I did learn how to cook. I am not a chef, so and I noticed if you if you watch the show. They let the real chefs go up. And I was like, the first uh, episode, they let me go up, talk to the cook. And then after that, I was like, why they ain't never let me go up again? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's what the problem was. Now, so how does it, how does it coincide with your uh, reality show, Raising Whitley? Well, you know what? It actually does not really uh, coincide with it. I think because, you know, I was on OWN and I had you know, Joshua and, and cooking and, and all of that. But, but other than that, I don't think it really coincides. I, I, I just think it's because I am a own baby. I'm my own favorite. I, you know, it's like my home network. Okay. And I see one of the people was the guy that did the patty pies. Is he cooking? Uh, yes. Yes. No, he's singing and cutting the phone. Oh, my goodness. I, I, mean, I, I love him. I love him. He was on the road with me. I love oh, uh, I love him. James Wright, let me tell you something. I was not prepared. He is foolish. You hear me? He will break out on a song. He, and he loves food. Now, he can cook. That mm-hmm. is one thing he can do. He can cook. He says he has, I swear he said he has 12 uh, Instapots. And that's how he cooks his food for the holiday. He lines them up. He said he lines them up in the kitchen and on the dining room table. And he mm-hmm. cooks all his food like that. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he cooks for Tamar Braxton. He cooks for uh, Shaq's ex-wife. He, he's really out yes. here. The chef. He's about to start cooking for me. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's what I was going to ask you. You know, Thanksgiving is next weekend. 
who is doing mm-hmm. the cooking? If you're not really that much of a cook, how does, you know, the holiday dinner get handled? Well, he said he was going to show me how to do it, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just going to go to Hawaii. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to be doing uh, any cooking. So there is that. So I, I just feel like that's how it's going to be. I, I don't, I'm going to order out. I'm a, that's how I get out of it. I go out of town, you know, and <laughs> that will be that. I will be, it, you know what we used to do? And we would go to a restaurant, especially for Christmas dinner. My mother said she got tired of all the, the cooking, you know. And after a while in my family, we would just go to a restaurant and have uh, a big dinner and the smile on my mama's face. She was all excited and happy. It was good to see her enjoy and relax. And yeah. I, I, I don't know, especially if you're just, you know, she had done it for years and I'm not, I'm, I'm just not, this is the thing. I, I want to make some corn pudding, but that's all I want to make. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be, I don't, yeah, the turkey, I don't know how to grease the turkey up, take the stuff out the turkey, put something in. I don't even know what temperature the turkey goes on. None of that. <laughs> It was, Lord. Yeah, stove top stuffing. Lana, you gonna tell me you know how to cook like that? Yeah, I do. I cook. That's why I won worst cooks because I knew how to cook. But you know, it's Cafe Mocha on the line talking to Kim Whitley about her special on on November 23rd. It actually premieres November 16th. Raising Whitley, ho ho ho, home for the holidays. But I also want to talk to you because I love you're on our Mocha Podcast Network. Two mm. Funny Mamas, you and Sherry Shepard. Y'all two have become like the comedy duo. How has that been? Oh, wow. Thank you for asking that, Lonnie, coming from you because you've been friends with both of us, especially with Sherry. And you know what? It has been fun. I didn't think, I really didn't think anything of it. I didn't think it was going to become all this. I didn't think, but me and Sherry really bonded over this. We've been friends, but we, but we really bonded and started having a lot of fun. I think I've known you over 30 years. I'm not sure. But the way you've transitioned and continue to rebrand yourself, how have you managed to do that over the years? Oh, my God. Y'all dug deep for these questions. These questions are genius. You know, usually you just get little really fluffy questions. Look at y'all with your, with your reports. Um, you know, that is a great question again. Um When people say that to me, it does make me look at it that I would want to say rebrand, and that would just be, what wig am I going to change into? I'm going to be honest (laughs) with you. I would say, what is going to keep me fresh and young? And I would look at television. I was like, okay, that's fresh and young. That's what people are doing. That. uh, Do I need to lose weight? Lose weight. What comedy, you know, keeping up with your your stand-up and begging like i got to be on the show uh with lonnie um uh, ladies night out i think mm-hmm. that rebranded because it it gave me the excitement to go back into stand-up and not let it go so that rebranding and then I, I really believe in this industry you have to create what you want just just like uh, uh your show right here you mm-hmm. have to say people want to hear women talk you have to say that and then you have to go out and actually do it and, and, and sell it. So it's always about, you know, I hear a lot of you, you selling stuff and doing stuff. It's easier now, but I really feel like you have to say, I don't see me on TV or I don't see, you know, I want to do a book. And it's about going to do it and saying and asking people, how do I do that? 
how, how can I uh, do this? You know, I've been doing a, a stint and Lonnie also on um, Daily Pop. Yes. Now, that's not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not a pop culture person. Lonnie knows that. I, I have never been into pop culture. I don't know what the Kardashians doing, but I said, how do I stay fresh and stay out there? It became a fun gig. And yeah. I learned and I was like, oh, just be yourself. And you fit yourself in there. So I think to answer that question, it's all about what's next. What, what, are, what are people looking for and how do I fit in, in that? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kim, I love you guys on Daily Pop. You, Lonnie, you know, they all get stored up where you can stream them all at the same time. And I just scroll through and look for you guys. And if you're not in the Daily Pop, I just, nah, I'm not going to watch today. But that you guys do so good on that. It brings such life and such a different, you know, yeah, yeah, makes me care about stupid stuff that... <laughs> That if it was White oh, House, I wouldn't be paying no attention to. That is so good to know because I did not know even how to watch it. But now you're saying I can go to a place <laughs> and just look for, for yeah. black faces. This is fantastic. Yeah. Because oh, I put I, the... Well, I definitely want to do that. Yeah, on the Peacock app. Oh. Um, Okay. You can go into click on the E uh, E Entertainment and then scroll through and they show the picture and I'm like, okay, they're not in today. Oh, up there it is. Uh, and I just marathon them on the weekends because you know I'm still in the house doing the pandemic thing. Uh, <laughs> but you know, well, you, why are you still in the house? Because I'm not like you. I could stay in the house forever. But I I want to ask you because you said in some ways being in the house was good. What did that mean for little Joshua? Joshua did not like being in the school. He did not like being in the homeschool. Mm-hmm. He really did not. But I will say this. It gave me a chance to really get to know my son and for him to get to know me. It was a struggle in the beginning, really difficult. But my son got A's and B's last year because he got that one-on-one attention. Right. It wasn't just he's one of many. Um, you know, I got to see what he didn't know, where he was struggling. He had a problem because he wanted to see his friends. Uh, we would have a, a couple of friends, uh, select friends that he could play with. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up buying a trampoline, you know, doing things like that, you know, mm-hmm. having small parties, maybe with three kids. But um, I think, I, and once again, I think it did well for him in the school part. And with the struggles between you were they personality was it just both of you were bored what were the some of the issues that came up oh you know what the issues were i don't want my mama to teach me (laughs) yes exactly wait and this is where i made the mistake because you're not thinking about it in my office i put his desk next to me that was where bad mistakes so i'm trying to do zoom meetings and do different things and he's sitting there now he's looking at the wall not watching teacher on Zoom, so I'm yelling. So the struggle came where we were butting heads, and I, I was yelling at him, trying to force him to do some things. And this one I knew was bad. When I had to go see a cardiologist, I said, okay. 
this is a problem. And I moved his desk into another room and things got better. And I got a tutor. I hired someone. Nice. Because I, I was, yeah, I was doing too much. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. Kim Whitley talking about raising Whitley Ho 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 Home for the holidays, Saturday, November 23rd at 8 p.m. on OWN. Also, check out Two Funny Mamas on our Mocha Podcast Network. Let's talk about that you were a Saluda honoree for HBCUs, the family legacy, since we're talking about Joshua. How excited were you about that? I was very excited and I was surprised, you know, because there's so many other people that, you you know, you can choose to honor from an HBCU. And I love my uh, HBCU, Fifth University in Nashville. And I'm going to be honest with you, because y'all my girls, and I've been knowing y'all for a long time. Uh, I was hurt recently uh, by Fisk University. You know, I, all my, you know, money goes, and I do all kinds of things with school. But they did a video with Morgan Freeman. He voiced over the video. Mm-hmm. And they talked about all the great people that went to Fisk, and they left me out. What? And, yes, but they put every day person you know, uh, John Lewis, you know, yeah. but they put all the great people in and they were like in writing, in politics. I was like, really? No in comedy, no entertainment. And the people were, why would, how did you all forget? She's, she's active with the university and I don't know mm-hmm. who put together, but one of the board members came back and said something smart, like, well, it's done. We can't ask Morgan to come back and do it. And, and good luck, basically, what they were saying. And I was hot. But one thing is, when you go to an HBCU, it's really not about the people, the administration. It is about what you got from from that university Um, and the the long life uh, of friends that I have and that I want other children to have that experience. So I'll keep raising money for this university um, and and not fight for my my legacy. Put me on the video. You know, hopefully that I'll do enough for the school and, and one day there'll be a building named after me. How about that? Like yeah, that. definitely. And they could they could get him just to record it on a voice recorder and drop it in. That's Please, they could get a voice. They could get a voice match. I mean, come yeah, on, I was going to say, I probably know someone who has a voice match. You do voiceover, <laughs> you good. know. You know how they do. They just drop when Beyonce ain't available. They just get somebody to sound like Beyonce. Yeah, and just drop it in. It's hysterical. Oh, we, you know, we oh in radio, God. so we know about it. Kim, it's always a pleasure uh, talking to you again. Uh, congratulations on everything. Thank you for always being a great sister to us. Raising Whitley, ho, 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 home for the holidays. Catch it on OWN. Uh, Saturday, November 23rd at 8 p.m. Also, Two Funny Mamas, the Mm -hmm. podcast on Mocha Podcast Network. Thank you, Kim. Thank you. I love you all. Thank you, sister. Be safe. Kim Whitley, check her out as the host of the Big Holiday Food Fight, Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. on OWN. On the way, Tommy Davidson takes us inside his childhood, growing up in a white family. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. I'm Angelique with the espresso. This just in. 
young adults who face frequent discrimination were 25% more likely to be diagnosed with a mental illness, experience psychological distress, or engage in excessive drug use. According to the study, the greater the exposure to discrimination, the higher the risk for behavioral problems. And is Justin Timberlake about to finally be canceled? New York Times just released a documentary about Janet, Justin, and the wardrobe malfunction. It sure seemed like they were trying to diminish Janet's career. Her career gets put on ice, and Justin is rewarded. There was no equality of punishment. Must see this weekend is Malfunction, the dressing down of Janet Jackson. It's on FX and Hulu. And fans of the cartoon Cowboy Bebop have probably already watched the new live-action version on Netflix. For everybody else, if you're a fan of Chris Tucker and Bruce Willis in The Fifth Element, Cowboy Bebop is kind of like that. In this solar system, if the cops and the bounty hunters don't get you, the syndicate will. It's on Netflix. That's the espresso. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. Oh, my gosh. This guy, this guy. All I have to say is, he funny. Uh, comedian. What? Let's go, man. Let's go. What's up, girl? Tommy Davidson is on the line. Tommy! Woo! Tommy Davidson is on the line. His new book is called Living in Color. And of course, we know and love him from a thousand things, including his stint on In Living Color. Tommy, thank you for joining Cafe Mocha. Yes. Thank you guys for having me, man. You know what, Tommy? What was so incredible, um, what I found out some information that I didn't know about you. I didn't realize that you were adopted and your book, Living in Color. Living in color. in color. I didn't realize that it was speaking on so many levels, you know, because, you know, I was just thinking about the 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 uh, mark you made on In Living Color, but it's more to it. Can you explain? Yeah, the reason why I call it Living in Color because I am a black man who was abandoned as a black, a black baby in Mississippi mm. in 1968 and was found in the trash randomly by a white woman who then moved me to Wyoming and Colorado, not knowing I was black. Then I moved to Washington, D.C. with an all-white family, and the black people beat our ass and were calling me white cracker lover and my family white crackers. And I went to my mom, and I was like, why are they calling me white cracker lover? Because I like graham crackers. I was only five years old, you know? Oh, I know said, we're supposed to laugh. She said, that's what people but... your color. Huh? I know we're supposed to laugh, but this is so painful to hear. It was, it was, it was hurtful to me because I was like, well, why do they hate me, you know? And I'm like, well, what color am I? And my mom said, well, you're black. I said, no, I'm brown, like the crayons. Right. And you're peach, like crayons, right? And so she was like, no, we call, I know you're brown, but we call you black. And you guys call us white. And I was like, well, everybody got their colors mixed up. And then I moved to the suburbs because the black people were kicking our ass so much. That's the first time I heard the word. Mm. And people, grown men were chasing me home from the playground. Like everywhere I went, like I'd be riding my bike and I, like a guy would like stop his car and run right at me with like a stick, like kill that n- you know? And so finally I went to my mom and like, who are these n-? We gotta stay away from them, you know? <laughs> and she was like, well, that's what people our color call people your color. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was the stupidest thing ever. And I was scared all the time, you know? And then when I was growing up, it'd be like four black girls waiting to beat up my sister for no reason. So I'd be there fighting four black girls. Then I had to fight their brothers. Then I would go around black people. I mean, uh, white people. And then I had to fight them. So it was like a long time before I really like started, you know, realizing that, wait a second, I am black and they're right. And this world is different. You know, so ironically, I ended up on a show called In Living Color. Mm -hmm. So my sister called me and said, why don't you ever talk about mom? You know, and that's why I wrote the book, because I was like, I didn't know that I was ashamed of my mother because 
every time I would mention, every time black people would see my mother, they start treating me different. Like, oh, you think you're special or whatever, right. you know? And then every time I went around white people, you know, you know what happened. Right. So I spent a whole lot of time being confused as a kid, but I finally figured it out. Wow. Oh the, my goodness. The book is called Living in Color. Tommy Davidson is on the line. This is Cafe Mocha. Um, how long did it take you to write this book? And what, you know, because I'm writing a book right now, and it's just when you do write a book, you have to relive all these things. How how mm-hmm. long did it take for you to do it? And because I know some things, sometimes it can be really hard reliving this stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Philip, you know, it took eight years total to get the book done. It took it took um three years to even get a publisher. Wow. You know, and That's then it terrible. took like five years to finally get it done, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was kind of tough writing it, but it was also kind of, uh, it was kind of enlightening too, because this book is actually for you guys, for people who do what I do. Because we're in such a crazy business where people turn on you and you don't know what's going to happen around the corner. Yeah. And my life's like that too. All the situations that I was in, I, I put them in the book so that the reader, if they're going through anything, they may be able to use that as a, as a, as a map to like, transcend all of these situations and still be happy as a person. You know, we want to do what we want to do. I'm sure that you guys identify. And then we finally do what we want to do. And then this thing called fame comes along. Uh-huh. And then all these people start either changing around us uh-huh. or at least it seems that way. Uh-huh. You know, and it's really not that way. So I know you guys have heard this one before. Well, some of us have a real job. And I'm like, well, why don't you try <laughs> this for a minute? Oh, for real. Right. You at know least I mean? you get to go to bed at 10 and o'clock, so- right? <laughs> we don't. <laughs> Right, exactly. So it was it was just all those combinations of things where I said, you know what, I may be able to help somebody else go through the stuff that I've been through and yet still be happy and still be down for my own cause and still treat people kindly. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. We're talking to Tommy Davidson, his new book, Living in Color. Now, we love that you got your new book, but we also are hearing about the Proud Family Ooh, reboot. yeah! And <laughs> you better get on the soul train. We're so happy. Oh, my you gosh. Know? And, I, and the one that's most happy is Oscar Proud. You see, Oscar Proud has been around a long time. And he loves Proud Snack. Hey, where you at? Hey, call me. I see that monkey. Don't bring him to me. You know. So we we that has that has grow, that has raised a whole army of of children that are now like twenty six, twenty seven, yeah. twenty eight, yeah. and got their own got their own thing going. You know, and they watch the proud family, and we're proud to be who they are because of our show. Mm-hmm. You know. You know what I love about cartoons is that. Even though this is years ago when there was Disney and there was Nick and there was WB Kids, everybody still watched the Proud Family. Yes. Yeah. You know, those little, the, the white 30-year-olds, they know the show too. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Disney is busy these days. They're doing a lot of stuff. But the one thing about our show, since we were like mostly an all-black show, mm-hmm. we always stood up for the show. Black show. Right. So you had, you know, had all these things that were on Disney and, 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 you know, there's so many stuff, Aladdin and all this other stuff, you know, and we were the only ones that represented us, right, right. you know, just like in Living Color, we were the only one that represented us, but we weren't different than white people or Spanish people or anything. We were just funny and really, really good, right. but we, we deserve spot too. Right. And that's what it's all about. Like, like you, Lonnie, in comedy. Right. And that's what it's all about. You're a black woman, you know, in comedy, you're doing your thing. And you're surviving this. You don't have to necessarily be like anybody else. Right. And like you, yo, mm-hmm. you know, yo came, man, yo came in early, like the day of K-Day. Yeah. yeah. And like her and Light and all them, Cardi B and them wouldn't even be around. Right. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, like we're still here, yeah. you know, and we, but we still got our backbone on. You know, we still, we still know who we are. You know? Yeah. And it's always good to see, it's always good to see, you know, artists who've been around for such a long time. Um, we were just talking to another 
um, artists on the line, just to have that longevity is to be commended because so many times you fall down and you just, you just want to put it to the side and say, ah, I'll just ride this one out. But no, I mean, to still see you alive and in living color, is just a beautiful thing. <laughs> Speaking of in living it, color. It's a bomb. Yes, really is. We're at Cafe Mocha Radio. Socially savvy on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Serving up more Cafe Mocha on the way. How can you achieve perfect gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks? Perfectly aged, tender, unforgettable, and guaranteed delicious. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter quality into the search bar to order the perfect gift package for just $99.99. You'll get 24 entrees plus 8 Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. Incredible flavor, value, and 100% guaranteed. We've all heard reports about shipping delays, so don't wait. That's omahasteaks.com, keyword quality. I'm Rocky Mosel with Star Wars. Lonnie, go Do ahead. Do you think that there'll be a reboot of In Living Color? I know oh, they've boy. tried. Oh, boy. You know, I would like really like to see it, and I do think it's going to happen. You know what I mean? But it's just like everybody's busy doing their own thing and to get us all in one place again. But Keenan said something to me really key. He said, the reason why I didn't reboot In Living Color because I want to do it with younger artists. Right. He said, but I haven't been able to find anyone like you guys yet. Mm-hmm. The minute I find somebody that can do the things you guys can do, mm-hmm. we're going to do it. And I trust him. He's like, he's like Professor Xavier from the X-Men, you know? <laughs> he got all these mutants, but we're all good at what we do. You know, he, get, he, he trained us. He made us work together. You know what I mean? Right. And that's what it, that's what it really comes down to. Right. It's like the perfect combination, you know? Yeah, right. you guys are really passionate about it. But I don't know if if that'll I'm happen passionate. though, because you guys are just a special. I mean, oh, y'all yeah. really are talented. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Years of comedy, uh, actually trained comics, not just you know Instagram, uh, right. <laughs> editing. You know what wow. I mean? It's just, it's just you. I I just think that it's just something special, and I think that because I do know that they tried to audition a lot of people. Wow. This was years ago, and it's like yeah. you can't find, mm. you can't find another Tommy Davidson. You can't find a David Allen career. You right. can't, you know, Damon Wayne. You just, you know, you just can't find it. So sometimes it's just yeah, a genie in our own time. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, guys, man. You're welcome. We love talking to you. Tell them what the book is. And Lana, you stay in touch with me, girl, because I love you so much. I definitely <laughs> will. I love you, too. Tell your wife I said I hi, I just saw too. a promo. I, I will do that. I just saw a promo for you guys, and I was like, look at her. You know? <laughs> girl, you done, man, you done made something of yourself, and can't nobody stop you. I just love it. And, yo, I'm so proud of you, too. Thank All of y'all. You. Thank you. Thank, thank, thank you, Tommy. Tommy. Tommy Davidson. I love you guys. The book is called Living in Color. Thanks so much, Tommy. You got it. Have fun, guys. You too. Thank you, too. Peace. Tommy Davidson's book is inspiring. It's called Living in Color. And if you haven't already, check him out on TV One's Uncensored. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Loving our brothers, men with strength, wisdom, assertive, and genuine in their spirit. It's the Cafe Mocha Swag. Hosted by Rashawn McDonald. Rashawn McDonald from Money Making Conversations. This week, I sat down with Cafe Mocha Swag Award winner, Todd Delaney. At the age of 18, he focused on pursuing his baseball career and was drafted by the New York Mets. During his pursuit, he realized there was a higher calling on his life and left the world of sports to pursue a career as a gospel recording artist. He's revered as one of the influencers of 
of the next generation of gospel music. Here's what he had to say. The crazy thing about how much we put so much emphasis on sports in, in America, like uh, if you make it to the top in sports, they think that's the greatest thing. Right. But for me, impact, impact was the was the greatest thing. I said, man, how can I impact the world? Don't ever chase the dollar. You know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. It's, not the, it's not the dollar, chase the impact. How mm-hmm. can you make an impact on other people's lives and the money will chase you? And so I'm in a really beautiful place right now. If you want to hear the full interview of Todd Delaney, visit moneymakingconversations.com. Morlani, yo, yo. It's Cafe Mocha. It's Cafe Mocha. Angelique, Lonnie, love, and yo, yo. November is Hip Hop History Month. So we're going to throw back to our interview with Chuck D talking about hip hop. It's Cafe Mocha. Angelique, Lonnie, love, yo, yo. Hip hop is turning 50 in 2023. It's a style of music they said was a phase. But today you turn on any pop station. Is dominated by rappers. Even country music artists got rappers producing tracks and rappers on tracks. Joining us now is a legend in hip hop yes. from Public Enemy. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, all you have to do is say Chuck D. Yeah. Wow. Everybody yeah. knows you. Welcome to Everybody. Cafe, folks. <laughs> no, nah, thank you. Thank y'all. I mean, y'all, y'all are doing so great. And of course, you know, the queen, Yo-Yo. Yo, Yo-Yo is just like, She's the pioneer and legend. She, she's, you know, people are, they, they give a lot of credit to hip hop and they say the radio stations is the biggest, you know, music in the world and all that. But when, when it comes down to the proper accolades and giving opportunities and looking for the lanes that I see the rock guys get or the way they treat pop artists, I could see a little bit more help going to everybody that laid down the foundation in hip hop. And um, I don't see that as much as we should. So I just think the foundation and the pioneers and I'm talking about, you know, Yo-Yo and even what you've done all these years in radio and media, Angelique Lani. So, hey, I- I'm like a prism. I just divert the light and try to spread it to as many people as I can. Well, you've been doing it so well, Chuck D. Um, you know, hip hop is turning 50 in 2023. And this was a style of music that they said, like, like you said, was a phase. So I don't I, know who said that. I don't know who said that. When they were saying that I was busting them in their chops. Because, <laughs> I mean, when the hip hop came out and they told me how how it was a fad and how little it would be around. I said, yo, you don't even know the history of rock and roll. And every time they thought rock and roll started with somebody, they thought that was somebody else. Lil Richie was always there screaming. They just pretended not to hear him. (laughs) Wow. For you, when did you realize that this wasn't, that the media was wrong and that this was like going to be a global thing? When I got involved with it in 1979, (laughs) <laughs> and then also when I saw Run DMC, especially when they released Raising Hell in 1986, I said, you know, those rock boys better look out in the arenas and stadiums better look out because this music is just as powerful. Chuck D, public enemy, activist, uh, hip hop, public health advisory board member. How do people uh, stay connected to that? The advisory board? Yeah, you could you could you could definitely go. Uh, you know, I use Twitter all the time, so you could follow it from there by just following uh, Stand Up to Cancer, and that's at S U two C as the Stand Up to Cancer, and also that's Hip Hop Health Org H H P H O R G, and that's uh, you can go on Twitter and then find out all the other social mediums and platforms and dot coms and dot nets and all that stuff that's connected after that. Or you can just follow at Mr. Chuck D. 
Yeah, you get a whole lot of mess with that too. But, but yeah, come on. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate y'all. That's the show. Make sure if you haven't already, go to CafeMocharadio.com and get registered for that trip to Dubai coming up in March. Until next time, you can reach us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com.